Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me, every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Ali Webb is the author of The Messy Truth, How I Sold My Business for Millions But Almost Lost Myself. Ali Webb is the founder of Dry Bar, New York Times bestselling author, Canopy president, and co-founder of Squeeze, Brightside, and Beckett and & Quill. In 2010, Webb launched the very first Dry Bar in Brentwood, California, introducing the world to its iconic blowouts. Dry Bar has since exploded into a nationally recognized and highly sought-after brand with over 150-plus salon locations across the U.S. Webb diversified the Dry Bar brand, creating a line of products and tools sold at popular retailers, such as Nordstrom, Sephora, and Ulta recently sold this product division to Helen of Troy for $255 million. Webb has been on the cover of Inc. Magazine's How I Did This Issue, named the 100 Most Creative People in Business by Fast Company, 
featured on Fortune Magazine's 40 Under 40 list, Marie Claire's Most Fascinating Women, and recently Inc. Magazine recognized her as one of the 100 women building America's most innovative and ambitious businesses. Welcome, Allie. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss the messy truth, how I sold my business for millions, but almost lost myself. Congratulations. Thank you. And you don't have to read it. You can listen to it. There's an audio version. Oh, well, it's too late because I actually read it, but oh well, next time. You did? I did, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing podcast interviews. It's like people have read like bits and pieces of it, but it always makes me really happy when someone's read it. So what'd you think? I thought it was great. I think you cur- I think you curse a lot. <laughs> I curse a lot. <laughs> That's who I am. No, yeah. I love it. It was so, I felt like I was just, I mean, I don't know you. I mean, I'm about to know you, but I imagine this is how you just talk, right? I felt like I was listening to someone talk, that I was like getting all this amazing advice. And I loved how you showed us the pitfalls. And like, I particularly loved the epilogue, you know, that like things don't all end happily ever after. And like, yeah. that's okay too. The afterward, sorry, sorry. The afterward. Like, wait, is there an epilogue? The afterward, yeah. The afterward's super fun, huh? I, I feel like we probably shouldn't talk about that so that people can have to read it to read that part yes. of it. Okay, don't fast forward to the afterward. Forget I said <laughs> it. Well, you can fast forward once you buy the book, but we're I'm saying don't yeah. talk about it. And well, you know, I mean, listen, we'll be kind of cryptic here because you know what the epilogue with the now I'm gonna start calling it that. You know what the afterward is. And I think there's a lot of speculation on what that is. But I've just, I've not, not as a PR stint, but I just did, did, haven't wanted to talk about it for a lot of reasons. And putting it at the, in the book was, you know, is my, my agent and people were like, you got to put it in because this book's going to hit and then it's going to be information that's relevant and timely that that was rough, but I'm doing much better. Now. I don't like hearing any of those. You got to do this when it comes to like my own personal information. Well, I get it. I see from the book's perspective why they want that. I get yeah, it. I mean, because, you know, the whole book, as you I'm sure would agree, is a very transparent look into yep. my life, my business, my, you know, like you said, the pitfalls, the ups and downs of, of growing a business and like all the, you know, things we go through as humans while we're doing our lives and running our companies or our jobs and whatever. And, you know, it would feel disingenuous to me and, you know, and to my audience of like, Hey, we had a little pitfall there at the end that I didn't uh-huh. see coming that I felt it was important to include because it's part of the messy truth. It's part of the, the realness of like what we, what we go through in life, you know? So yeah, I, like I said, the advice that was given was to put something in and I agreed with it. You know, also I was not totally thinking straight at that time. So to get Yep. People, my agent is like one of my best friends. So it's like to get one of, to get that like insight of somebody who's looking from the outside in was, was really helpful, you know? Yeah. So people say like, what are they talking about? Yeah, Which I is- know. Sorry. This, well, no, I, yeah. hopefully they're completely intrigued and <laughs> run out and buy this book right now. <laughs> so I did not know, I was really interested in you know, sort of the rise of dry bar and how it came about. And of course, it's one of those ideas where you're like, well, that's, of course, that's such a good idea. Why does this not exist? Why and why didn't it exist? And I didn't realize that you started it sort of to help moms at home who didn't have time to do this. So tell tell listeners more about this or the inspiration behind your starting dry bar. And then I guess fast forward to why you want to talk about it to everybody now. 
Yeah. I mean, I was a stay at home mom. I mean, I've, you know, a long time hairstylist when I was like, you know, my early twenties, I I went to beauty school and really fell in love with it and spent the next, you know, 10 years or so doing hair off and on. And, and then I moved to LA from New York city and, um, with my then husband, Cameron, and we had our boys and I, I, I also, by the way, I thought I hit the jackpot and just that, you know, I was like, I don't have to work anymore. I can just stay home and take care of my kids, which didn't realize what a big job that was, but you know, I really loved, I really loved being home with my boys and I, I felt really lucky that I was able to be a stay-at-home mom and I loved every second of it. And, you know, it was like five years of that, which is a good chunk of time to be a stay-at-home mom. And for, you know, for me anyways, and, and then I just started to get the itch to do something for myself. And because I'd had all this time and experience in doing hair, you know, it seemed like a logical step to start a mobile blowout business where I was like doing uh, my, my whole idea for this was that because I was so enmeshed in the, like the mommy community and culture in LA, because when I first moved to LA, you know, I was, I just had my son, my first son. So I was, you know, in all the mommy groups and I was in like total mommy world. That's all I knew in LA. So that was like my resource of, of women. And, and so after, you know, five years and feeling frustrated that I wanted to do something for myself, I was like, well, I can do blowouts in my sleep. And I was like, you know, I, I had girlfriends and whatever who had curly hair and always wanted me to blow out their hair. So I was like, you know, I think there's like a little bitty business here. And that's truly like all it was at the time. You know, I was like, let me get get out of the house for a couple hours, you know, blow out my mommy friend's hair. And that's what I, that's what I marketed to. I was at the time I was like, again, this was like 14 years ago. There was a Yahoo group called like peach heads. And it was like, 5,000 moms in LA. And that was the thing that I posted and said, Hey, I'm a stay-at-home mom, a longtime hairstylist. I'm thinking of starting a mobile blowout business where I'll come to your house and blow out your hair while your baby is sleeping. Cause I'm talking to moms. And I really thought that was genius because I knew like our, my only me time was when my kids were napping, which was like the Holy grail of time, as you know. And so I was like, let me come over and like do something that women would really like and appreciate. And I also realized people wouldn't do it if it was like $150, but if it was 40 bucks, which was my big business plan was like 220s, women would do that all day long, you know, easy peasy. And so, you know, therein lies how the, the, the mobile business got started, which is called Straight at Home. You know, what I didn't see coming was that that was going, you know, that I was stumbling inadvertently upon something that was going to obviously become massive. I just didn't realize it. it was like, I started this business and I was so happy. I was like, I was getting out of the house for a few hours, making a little extra cash, which I'm sure I didn't actually make any money between gas and driving around LA, but I didn't even care about, I've never cared about the money even in, even, and we can get to that later, but even in like building dry bar, I was always about the like purpose and happiness that I was looking for. And, and I was really excited. You know, this business was like booming and I was I was, I was so busy all the time, which was really the crossroads that I came to that would eventually lead to dry bar because I couldn't handle all the demand and at 40 bucks a pop. And I was pretty good at the blowouts and women were loving and they were telling all their friends and I got so busy so fast. And, and so I was like, well, well, what now? And realized I had to either, you know, kind of keep operating at this pace, which is going to be pretty small or, you know, build an actual brick and mortar, which is when I went to my brother, Michael and said, Hey, I think I should turn my mobile business into, you know, an actual shop. And instead of me going to them, they come to me. And, you know, he was like, he's bald. And he's like, what? Why don't we why can't we grow up their own hair? And I was like, first of all, you grew up with me in this like, you know, frizzy mop that I, but, but okay. You know, and, and his wife, 
at the time had like naturally straight hair. And he was like, I just don't know that I totally get this. And also, you know, really thought it was going to be like event driven. Like if you're going to a mitzvah or, you know, a birthday party or a wedding or whatever, then you come in for blowout. And I was like, I actually think what I didn't know was that it was going to be for women who had straight hair, who wanted like waves and volume and curl. I just thought it was going to be for women who had hair like me, that was like unruly and they wanted it done. Turns out most women want what they don't have. And so we had a massive audience of women who were going to, you know, come in of all different age ranges. And so, you know, that, that's really how the whole thing came to be. So as it was growing and your life was like getting out of control, when was the turning point where you're like, something has to change here? While you mean while the business was like thriving? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's like anything when, you know, you're, you're going, you're operating at a breakneck speed. And, and for me, it was like, you, you know, we were, we were just the best way to describe it was like, we were on a rocket ship. I mean, we were moving so fast and my kids were so young when I started the business and my boys were three and five. And, you know, at the time my, my mom has since passed away, but my mom was like, we kind of moved my mom wherever we went she was with the kids. And it was just, it was total chaos, like in the best way. And my life changed, you know, it was like 180 degree change. And I think, you know, the dry bar became like a third child for me and Cam. And, you know, we were married 16 years in total, but, you know, the year after we got married, we had Grant and then we had Kit and then we had dry bar. I mean, it truly happened that quickly, you know, within like the first five years. And I now realize looking back that I was like, I knew the love, I knew subconsciously that the love between us wasn't right, totally right. But we were best friends, which I now also know was totally modeling my parents' marriage, which is another fucking book. But, (laughs) you know, now, and I realized like that. And so as dry bar is growing and we were at year, and and there obviously is just so much in between, which of course I talk a lot about in the book, the growing and everything. But I, I would say at like year seven, I was like, you know, the writing was starting to be on the wall that like, okay, we're probably going to sell this thing at some point and, or go public or whatever. And, and, and we'd also gotten the business to the place where, which I talk a lot about in the book where like we had brought on a professional CEO and we'd started to bring on more people who were kind of doing essentially what I was doing, you know, but it had to get on a bigger scale and not that wasn't like my thing. You know, I was like the visionary of the company and I didn't want to be a CEO. I didn't want to be the head of operations. I didn't, you know, I, for a long time, I still, you know, was doing like, you know, frontward force facing stuff like press and product development and making sure the experience of the shop was right. But really ultimately everybody else was starting to do a lot of what I had done. And so I, you know, I started feeling like the desire to step away and a little bit. And I was, you know, starting to pursue kind of my own things. And I was like, what's going to happen when we sell dry bar? Like what happens to me personally? So I like had, that's right around the time I hired personal PR. Cause I was like, I, I want to continue to build my own personal career and use this parlay, this success of dry bar into my own thing and whatever, what that looked like. I didn't know. I just had the foresight to know. And then it was around that time that, you know, Cam and I decided to separate and then it was also around that time that my son went off, my older son, Grant, who's now 18, kind of went off the rails. And as you know, there's a whole chapter de- devoted to this. And it was just like everything unraveled. And like it, it and at once, you know, I, I had slowly started to step away from the business. But now the office that I shared with Cam couldn't go there anymore. And now my son, I mean, you know, it's like it will be interesting to see how I talk about this as I can do, do press for this book because it's so emotional to me, like how, my, what my son went through. Cause it was like, we were fighting for his life. I mean, he was, it was bad. And, you know, 
it felt like, and I, maybe this is just how it happens a lot. It's like when, you know, it's like when your life starts to unravel, it all unravels. And it was like, I had lost my footing in the company. I wasn't going to an office anymore. And this was pre COVID before people weren't not going to offices. And now my, I'm like fighting for my kid's life. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like what happened here? You know, and the business is still off thriving and other people were running it. And thank God for that, because you would have never known from the outside looking in, but it was, it was really rough. It was like a rough couple of years where like, and then I, as a result of all those things, like I fell into a pretty deep depression of like trying to get this all figured out. And, you know, and, and it was like, it's so fascinating, you know, to like what people think. I was actually just listening to so random, but I was listening to Jay Shetty's podcast and Jada Pinkett was on it talking about her life. And, and she was just talking about a time in her life. And she was just saying, there's just these days like where you're like, I, if I can just get out of bed and if I can just make it, she says until like four o'clock. And I was like, man, do I relate to that? Cause there's just those days where you're like, I just don't know how to get through the day without, without it all feeling like it's all falling apart, you know, but from the outside, I, you know, had this great life and I built this great business and I had these adorable kids and this great marriage and all these things. And it was all imploding, you know, and, and to answer your question of like, why talking about it now, it's like, we did put out it like a statement, which was, which felt weird to me in and of itself. Cause it's like, I'm not like Kim Kardashian and anybody <laughs> really cares what's going on in my personal life, but it was more for like the respect of the people involved in dry bar, which was you know, 5,000 employees. It was, it was a substantial, substantial amount of people. And Cam and I put out a statement about you know, just the fact that we were separating and whatever, you know, and I just, and so I opened up a little bit about that. And I felt very like, I, when we talk a lot about this now more, but like, this was also five, six years ago, you know, I was like, our, our Instagrams and our social stuff is very much a like highlight reel. And like, we're all guilty of that. And like, we all want to look good and show good and whatever. But I felt this, like, I don't want to be disingenuous in, even if it's just to five people, like the fact that my marriage was falling apart. My 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 life was falling apart. I was like, I'm not gonna like then go on Instagram and be like, hey guys, and that, you know. And so I was transparent about it. And the response to that was so many people reaching out to me of like, I'm going through this too. And then a lot of like, I'm not happy in my marriage either. Should I leave my husband? And then I was like, I don't know. That, that's like out of my the, no. You do what you need to do, but maybe it's time to like really look inward, which is what I was doing. But you know, it's just it was really interesting to me and quite like fascinating and illuminating. I guess how many people were grateful. I think is the best word for my transparency. And then it just like felt like oh, I'm. I think I'm maybe helping people. And then I was like oh, well if 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 I can serve other people based on talking about my story and the fact that like, you know, I remember when we started dry bar and feeling like this, like almost sense of pride because our stylist, cause I was just a hairstylist. Like, you know, it's like, I didn't, I didn't know the right people. And that's why dry bar became successful. I didn't have money. And that's why, you know, it was like, I was just this regular girl who's a hairstylist. And I always felt this sense of like, if I could do it, you could do it. And that was kind of the the feeling among stylists at Drybar, like, wish she did this, then I can probably do it. And it was the same kind of feeling I think I was getting in response and reaction to what I was going through were these like other women who were like, oh, wow, you're going through that. So am I. And it just feels, and we know, and we all know this, right? It's like, when you know somebody else is going through something else, something that you're going through, it's really comforting. So the more I put out about that, the more I think it, you know, 
it just helps. And I know it helps because I'm the same way. It's like, if I read about somebody, especially somebody who I might admire is doing something that I think is great. And then they're like, their life is also falling apart. You're like, oh good, it's not just me. You know, <laughs> I think to answer your question, I think that's why I felt and have continued to feel this calling, I think more than anything to be really transparent with what I'm going through. And I think also once you've been through, like, you know, like, uh, as I call the, um, the dark night of the soul, you, you feel at least me compelled to like, talk about that versus like bullshit conversations. It's just almost impossible to go back. Like even right now, like we just dive right in because it's more interesting to me than talking about something superficial or surface or canned and whatever. So so that's my very long-winded answer to your question. Well, I'm glad you dove right in because, you know, this is what makes conversation and connection so interesting, right? Why? I don't, I don't know. Who has time? I mean, we might as right? I don't know. Get to the good stuff, you know? Exactly. I have gone through a divorce myself. I have four kids. I was a stay-at-home mom. I almost like pulled my hair out, but I stayed home for 11 years because I had twins. And then like six years later, I had two more kids. So anyway, yeah. I relate to a lot of things and um, was yeah. kind of hoping for, and I also believe strongly in transparency. I think it's like the only way. And I'm so glad it's on trend because like I've been doing this forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. It is like, what is the point? You yeah. know, and it's like to get into like a deep connection with somebody and to be able to like go like more soul to soul and human mm-hmm. to human. It's like, yeah, why would we do it any other way? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I love like that this whole instinct for the business and the sharing and the book and all of it is coming from your place of wanting to help others in whatever way and make people happier, whether it's feeling good about themselves because their hair is behaving to, you know, not feeling like their own relationship is the only one that's imploding. You know, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, and being mixed in, it was really important to me and what, what I wanted to do, whether it's been done or not before, but it was, you know, I think it was actually speaking of, I think it was Jay who said to me, like the intersection of this book was interesting to him because it's like, and which is really what I was hoping for is to like, there are a lot of 
business takeaways in this book. It is a lot. And to the point where we even went back several times and edited and re-edited to bring in more of the business stories than we did in the beginning. It was a little too personal heavy in the beginning. And then we made it more, you know, cause like, and to me, that was like really the goal of the book was like, I want this book to be like, this is like a kick-ass entrepreneurial journey exploration where you're going to learn a lot about the ups and downs of running a business and like what worked and what didn't work and like use the fact of what I went through and like what I learned along the way. Cause it really was like getting, you know, a master's in business, you know, running this business, having never run a business before. And then, you know, and then the flip side of like what the personal side is and and what I, what I used to say in the early days, and like when I used to do interviews was like, oh, it's, you know, business is business and personal is personal. Like, I think we all used to say that at some point. And then I was like, no, mm-hmm. I rescind that, you know, that like we are who we are and we take our shit wherever we go, you know, and this, like, to your point about transparency, it's like, if we don't, of course, if like we're, we're going through a divorce or fighting with our kids or whatever we're doing, we're going to show up energetically so different. And to be trying to hide that versus leaning into it, like, listen, and i very transparent, obviously, you know, when I'm going through something, like I tell all the people around me, whether it's like my friends and family, people who I work with, like, listen, guys, this is what I'm going through. Like, I'm going to be a little slow to respond and may not be able to do that. I might have to cancel some things because I'm having a hard day and I might just do it an hour before because I just can't muster up the energy to do that. And you know what I mean? But if like the people who are with you and love you, and work with you are like on the same page as you. Like, it's just like makes everybody's life easier and more understanding. And people are so understanding of that stuff as long as you're willing to like be open about it, which I think is like an important, it's just like an, I think it's an important like human step that is so, you know, gosh, I mean, like, I mean, I think it's also good that you have the right people around you. I mean, not everybody has that luxury. They could feel alone and not have the right people you know, pulling for them or they're in environments where they, it's not okay to sort of share, which is much harder, but anyway. It's unfortunate. And I think that like, go, go somewhere else then, you yeah. know, it's like, if we can, I, and, and it's so true. Cause I just like had a flash of like, Oh, if you're working in this really corporate environment, there's no way you could share with your boss, like what you're going through. Like, like let's eradicate those places, you know, where like, you're not allowed. I mean, and I'm not saying like, listen, I think the pendulum swings a lot in our world of like, I'm not saying you should like, you got to pull your shit together too. And like, you've got like, at some point you have to like go back to your job and whatever. But, you know, a lot of the books that I've read in the last couple of years about like going through heartbreak and divorce and all the things that I was going through. And you know what, you know what it's like when you're going through that and you're like, give me something to read. That's going to like make me feel better. And I have found a lot. I feel like I'm a, a, re- a real resource for that now. And then lo- so many things I read we're like, our society doesn't allow time for grieving a heartbreak. Mm. It does for death, which of course, like I'm happy about that and like whatever, but like, and you probably know this, I mean, I obviously don't know the extent of your divorce, but like, I have been through some real, real hard heartbreak and where I couldn't get off the floor, you know, and to, to not for the, the fact that our society doesn't allow us like some real time, not even like, you know, like our, even some of our friends, you know, it's like, everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, you take a couple of days and then you get back at it. Nobody died. You know, it's like, well, uh, you know, I don't know if that's really accurate. And, you know, and, and I think it's just like building compassion and empathy for people and, 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 you know, and rallying people rallying around you is like really the medicine to, you know, which is why I think we should all live in community and communes too. <laughs> well, I would argue that there's not enough time for grieving either. I mean, a week, 
or whatever you could take off. That's just to like get through the the paperwork. I mean, the the work of grief takes forever and, you know, is unpredictable, but you know, there's no there's no perfect solution, but I agree. I think professionalism is sort of an overrated outdated thing. Like I'm constantly telling my team, I'm like, okay, it's totally unprofessional again, but like, yeah. here's how I feel. And like, this is, hey. you know, but it's and like, wouldn't it be like beautiful to be able to figure out a way to like, you know, be able to meld those together. And again, it's not the point where everyone's like, you know, airing their dirty laundry constantly, but finding that middle ground of like, here's what I'm going through, but I'm showing up. Yeah. But here's what I'm going through. And then there's like, you know, just a little extra compassion. I mean, that's the world I want to live in anyway, yeah. you know? Yes, totally. On the other side of this business, do you find yourself coming up with millions of ideas? Are you like an ideas person all the time? You have tons and tons of ideas? Yeah, it's like a curse. They don't stop. You know, I mean, and I think that that's, yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally an idea person. I mean, you know, we have Squeeze, which is this new massage concept that we, you know, that I'm so proud of that's totally taking off. And we have like 80 units in development right now. And Brittany Driscoll, our former head of marketing at Dry Bar, is, is running that and just doing a beautiful job. And, I'd love to take credit for that, but really it's my brother's idea. Like, obviously he's not partaking in blowouts, but he was like, there's, you know, it was the same problem. Like, why is there not a great place for massage? So there's squeeze, there's bright side, which is our infrared yoga um, concept. I joined with another mom who had a jewelry company and helping her kind of get that into the next realm. But, you know, I think, I think it's like, for me, there's, you know, and then I just started this mastermind that I'm doing that's really fun. And it's like helping again, like helping other entrepreneurs. And I speak at a lot of events and I'm sure I forget. I'm forgetting something else I have going on because I'm, I mean, truly, I'm always like, oh shit, I didn't talk about that because I forgot, <laughs> you know, but just because I'm, I thrive in the busyness and the chaos of it, but I'm also like a, like work hard, play hard. Like, you know, I'm one of those people. And I know this is like, controversial, but I, I mean a little, but I'm like, I'd rather be on a vacation and take calls and work a little bit and, and, and be on vacation. Cause I'm like, you can work wherever. <laughs> yeah. Canopy president. <laughs> See, I knew I'd forget something. Yes. And I love canopy. Like I'm so excited for that. You know, it's like, it's like, I, I get myself involved in a lot of projects because I, I like being busy. I like being fulfilled. I like trying different things to see where I, where I land. But I, I also like, I enjoy working and I don't, you know, it's that cliche. I don't think of it as work. And, and I think that that's like that therein lies like the key and success of life. If like you are, you know, if you can find some balance in, in, which is funny because I have a chapter called balance is bullshit, which I do believe that too. But if you can find some like daily, like, oh, I'm, I'm go like, I, like, for example, like I have a crazy couple of weeks coming up, but I'm, I'm going away to Palm Springs for just a few days and I'll probably do some work from there, but I'll be in Palm Springs at this beautiful place, mm -hmm. you know, and I love the balance of that, you know, and sometimes I'll work until like 11 o'clock at night. And sometimes I'll be done at four o'clock in the, you know, it's just like, and it's also like, you know, like being an entrepreneur, you have that kind of luxury, which I think is what I love about who I am and, and what I get to do in my life. But yeah, I, the ideas come fast and furious. And it's, it is always my advice to other entrepreneurs all the time. It's like, you can, there are so many opportunities out there to improve things that already exist. Mm -hmm. Blowouts existed, massages existed, humidifiers existed, jewelry, it all has existed. We, we, my, which, you know, just kind of like, fell into this was like, it just can all be better. Like, mm -hmm. why don't we try to make, you know, what exists better? And that was, that's always really been part of my, 
mission, I think. And that's always my advice is like, if you love this place that you go, but they're not, you know, doing a great job on whatever reason, which is like, sadly, a lot of the cases for a lot of businesses, like go do it better. You know, mm-hmm. you don't I have to it. invent the iPhone to be successful, you know? Yeah. Although, did you see that Blackberry movie? No, but I want to. I saw the movie. Yeah, it's really Oh, good. I want to see it so bad. And it's so funny. It's like my brother had a BlackBerry for so long. And even when BlackBerry was really dead, he would not get an iPhone. It was just this big joke with us. And, and that he, because he liked that he could type without looking at the phone because of yeah. the, the raised buttons. And I saw the preview for that months ago. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see that. Like, what an extraordinary case of like not being willing to grow. And I haven't even seen the yes. movie, but I'm excited. It was good. Yeah, that's a, it's like a cautionary tale, but it's also sometimes things come you could never have predicted. And anyway, I'm kind of dying to talk about this movie to somebody, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> after you, after you gonna... watch it, send me, it's like DM me or something. We can talk about okay. it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie, thank you so much. I feel like we could have gone on forever, but Thank you for the messy truth. Thank you for all the other stories that are in here and the lessons and the worksheets and like all the other stuff and just for being willing to kind of go there and make this time worthwhile. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. It was a very enjoyable chat. So thank you for reading the book and and thanks for promoting it and all that stuff. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All All right. right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.